All right, welcome back. I've been away for the past couple of weeks, gallivanting around Europe, getting really, really fat. And uh, <laughs> Jerry's <laughs> Jerry's away, so we've we've uh, bought, brought in a much better looking and younger Dan from Hero. So go ahead. Oh, I don't know about us, maybe, uh... maybe better looking. I don't know about about younger, but um... <laughs> I think Jerry and I are, are the same gen for sure. It feels like it. <laughs> he definitely acts a bit more like a boomer than you, so. <laughs> you know it's like it, it, i think it's like five years five years full-time in crypto now like it's um it's it's arrested my development mentally in many ways just to, but, um it's probably brought me closer to the 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 boomer zoomer line or whatever what, what's between a, a boomer and a, is there something between a boomer and a zoomer i don't know yeah whatever Gen- I'm, I'm in that i'm in that purgatory whatever it is <laughs> Gen Z is an, I don't know. They just, Gen they, Z, just uh, make, yeah. they just make shit up. They just like they, these terms. It's like fucking star signs. They just they make this shit up, and people Dude, just I don't know. I'm not even right. I'm not even a. I'm not a boomer. I'm a. I'm a Gen Xer. Like, and I and ironically, like my you know I have kids, and like my my teenage daughters are like they're like super into Gen X things. Like they're super into like grunge metal and like that's kind of like it's it's kind of come full circle. Like they're they're wearing flannels and like they got the the Doc Martens and the whole bit like it's like the whole get up is like it's right on point from uh yeah, from the night. Got Nirvana on, loving it. Yeah, no, yeah, Nirvana exactly. and Pearl, Pearl Jam busting it. It could be a lot exactly. worse, to be honest. <laughs> it um, could be like um, into like um, the Spice Girls or shit like that. Like oh, yes, yeah, so. fuck that. Thank yeah, fucking God, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> so um. I know it's ha- I know it's been happening, but like, what's I mean? Even if we just take a little step back, what's what's the past eighteen months been like? Like, everyone I speak okay. to looks like yeah. really worn down and haggard, and <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, eighteen like months standard? is like the eighteen months. Like, yeah, maybe like multiply it times like uh, what is it? Dog year seven point two. So it's what it kind of feels like. Um, obviously, you know, Hero has been been around for for I mean since Genesis almost five years now uh but really um the focus became building this distributed uh liquidity layer this liquidity engine for um for derivatives and betting applications and whatnot um back in 21 and um started to design everything in 21 really started picking up the building last year and then uh during all that obviously had to deal with like the the general fallout of the bear market and FTX and, and whatnot. Um, but I think that, that um, although there's still a lot going on in the background, having to deal with that, um, you know, just industry wide, uh, I think the narrative of it has kind of started to wear off quite a bit. And so, you know, you're kind of seeing the, um, the aircraft carrier start to turn at port, um, which, you know, is kind of a metaphor for uh, the market is turning, but it, you know, it takes a while to, to turn and, um, you know, kind of needs to develop the base. And I think that's what we're seeing now and um, starting to see it also like, you know, obviously um, Hero uh, Network is built on top of Solana and, uh, you know, had to kind of deal with the, with the beta of, of what was going on with Solana being, you know, having that it had this this kind of tangential interconnectedness with um, 
with, you know, with the fallout from FTX and whatnot. But again, like, I think it's an old, become an old story. And uh, through it all, like the, the Solana community, Hero Network, everybody just kept heads down building and, uh, you know, starting to see it pick up steam again which has been amazing. Um, specifically to Hero Network, you know, we we built uh, a, a couple of protocols within the network, um, mainly uh, one called Dexterity, another called Spandex. Dexterity is a is a derivatives liquidity protocol. Uh, basically, like think like what Serum was for spot markets or what OpenBook is now, uh, or even like in some ways, like, you know, kind of like Uni, um, where, but although Uni is more, much more vault-based, um, uh, Dexterity in its current form is based around central limit order books and is fully focused on uh, derivatives and um, also uh, kind of derivatives of derivatives, which could be things that like leak into like betting applications and stuff like that. And it's mm-hmm. meant to be this kind of ocean uh, for liquidity that um, that applications can come build on top of and then and plug in and share order books and um, all share in the same risk engines and everything and make it very simple and turnkey for builders to come and uh, and have this this turnkey DEX or this turnkey market that they want to build their DEX on top of. And uh, so had been focused, we, the, the thing is, is that the, the core team, like a lot of projects in Solana actually ended up building off of things like OpenBook or they kind of like tokenized their, uh, their DEXs. Uh, in the case of Hero Network, because of the way that we built our risk engine, um, which is which is far and away, it's the only one that exists in in all of crypto actually. That um, is a risk engine that's very much analogous to what you see in traditional finance mm-hmm. uh, in terms of it, it does something called span style margining uh, or portfolio margining, where uh, you you don't. It, it's not just based on like gearing. It's actually based on like I have a position based on the calculations it's giving me back what my required margin is and um and that's what i'm required to post and it, it all settles in usdc um very simple and straightforward and so but we had to build the whole thing raw so and and when you build it raw in solana say, you kind of i was just going to say it. that what so building that from scratch and building that completely from from the ground up was was it just a case of from your kind of past trading experience literally on the floor trying to transcribe that over to what actually could work in a in a DeFi environment and as opposed to what you kind of see now it's like people are putting the DeFi building blocks together without having really that kind of past experience to understand like the, the full landscape of what's actually came before if that makes any sense yeah no that that's been a huge advantage to us, you know, is just knowing what existed in what exists in TradFi and, and also like where the, where the issues are in, you know, and, and how to apply this into an on-chain world. Uh, And, and it, it's really helped us from a builder's perspective and from a design perspective. Um, I think there's things that exist in, in, um, you know, in Web3 that, that don't exist in TradFi that are huge improvements also. Um, but for the most part, I would say that that most of what you see in crypto is is a replication of, and, and 
it may be like just a more decentralized version of something that exists in traditional finance. And that's not always a bad thing. You know, it's, I think kind of the first step is like, is to like rebuild in this like open on-chain world and then, and then iterate, yeah. iterate on it. And so, um, you know, when we built this, we, m most of the core team and the, and the core contributors, uh, they weren't all hero, uh, you know, specific. Some of them came from some prop trading firms that are invested into the network. Some came from just developers in the Solana ecosystem that wanted to contribute. And, um, you know, we, we, we ended up with a really good group that built on, that built this and it took a while. It took, you know, it wasn't something that you can just spin up in like, you know, in 30 days and launch it and see what happens. It was, it was a pretty big undertaking. And so launched it, put it in beta, um, you know, kept very low tight capital block limits on it, tested it out, and um, also have this paramutual protocol that was built as well, and um, ran that, you know, simultaneously, and um, both have since scaled, and now um, it, it's very much the network's in the process of, um, it started to onboard uh, some projects that were interested in building and participating in, in the network, and uh, now there is, um, I mean, we're literally getting like four or five applications a day into our into a, a grants program that we launched, you know, to kind of help get things moving. Um, and uh, there's 18 projects building on it right now. Uh, I think I think it's like <laughs> nine or ten that are either built or or in the process of building uh, that are actual DApps, and then the other are like various forms of like tooling, and you know, and it's everything from writing wrappers that will allow dexterity to interact with metamask let's say um mm. down to just like straight like build like ways to simplify um building to like like building something to make even like the rust sdk a lot easier to use uh, or things like that um so it's kind of run the gamut and then and then obviously and this is one thing that i think is such a big part of and i'm sure we're going to spend a ton of time talking about this but um, we've really, uh, the, the network and the community really vested a lot of time in thinking about the token design and just the general economy of, um, of the network. And so that took a lot of time to shape. And now that is, that's running between like the incentive programs that exist and how all the kind of the, 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 the flywheels within the network work and, you know, ultimately with this goal of progressively decentralizing it and letting the community kind of, you know, letting it be this kind of big, open, disintermediated network that, you know, that um, the participants are the ones that are really driving, uh, you know, how it's shaping and how it's evolving. Can we, can we kind of like start at Dexterity and Spandex and then work up with the kind of app layer that's getting built on top of it because what some people might be a little bit confused about because you you do see it in like certain instances but if you're kind of operating on ethereum or another kind of evm chain applications will just build effectively directly on on ethereum and like hero kind of sits in this kind of middle middle layer to allow applications to yeah. go on kind of almost like an l2 a liquidity thing. l2 right yeah that's the way that's the way I look at it. But like I would just love to if you could expand on why that kind of setup happens on Solana, has happened with like Serum and, and, and Open Book, as you mentioned in that way, and like what the benefits of that are 
I obviously see them because, again, anyone who's listening to this now, if you read the article that we've just released directly before this, it just creates this ridiculous moat around the product. Um, yeah. But I'd love to kind of hear like the, the reasoning of why that tends to happen a little bit more on, on Solana and with Hero as opposed to what people might be yeah. kind of accustomed to on, on Ethereum. I'm interesting if, you know, I, I, I think on Ethereum it happens in, in somewhat similar ways even with like, you know, if you even look at Uni, like, the, I mean, Hero Network at the end of the day is, is a primitive. It, it, you know, it's designed for applications to come in and be, it's to be a, a major Lego block. And now it has its own Lego blocks within it, mm-hmm. um, but it, it is designed to be a, a, a liquidity touchpoint or a Lego block or just a turnkey way to, um, to join, participate in, uh, in order book based liquidity. And I think that, you know, Serum definitely was innovative in that it was the first one to do it with on-chain order books, um, which kind of gave us the green light to say, Hey, this, this is one of the reasons we built on Solana originally back in, you know, first saw Serum come out in late 2020, it was like, Oh my God order book that's like updating in near real time on chain it's pretty cool so um i think that you see it in evm chains with like you know it's the the good comps are 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 really at the end of the day like uniswap in many ways um gmx it now like where gmx started as kind of um its own stack with its own front ends and and whatnot but like i mean i think there's just got to are there close to like 70 different like applications that yeah. are now plugged into GMX, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, or the you, same. that will it's, use GLP or yeah, it's, it's kind of nuts. <laughs> there you go. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very similar model like that. Um, and I, I think where maybe Serum went wrong and where Sol- it's just kind of DeFi 1.0 and Solana in general, they didn't think about, mm. you know, there was not enough thought given to the token side of the equation to really create the flywheels, make it, worthwhile for somebody to come and like use glp right like they 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 had serum they had srm but like they just it was nothing and um and now it's really nothing thanks to ftx but um (laughs) (laughs) but uh i think you know it on solana um i i don't i don't know that it was necessarily solana specific it just there was a there's a big white space for it and i Mm -hmm. think one thing that that we saw in solana you know, and me coming from traditional finance where like the size of the, of the global derivatives markets is like of the order of like $600 trillion. It's massive, like, absolutely massive. And you're talking about um, it, an industry where like, you know, uh, you have all of these different DEXs that are fighting for l- liquidity and not even at the, just at the Solana level, but at the, just at, in the, digital asset space as a whole and like the the size of the market as a whole in derivatives is like you know on a busy day is maybe 50 billion dollars like it's, a, it's just a it's a fraction it's a it's one ten thousandth of like what it is in the traditional market right and and by the way that's the type of liquidity that you need to like in order to get that type of size or even a fraction that says you need way, way, way deeper liquidity. You need way deeper markets. You need larger, you know, not just retail to participate. You need institutions to be able to come. And when they they need to do something, they're not they're not just buying, you know, fifty Bitcoin. It's they they're they are buying 
much larger size over weeks and weeks. And they're trying to do it with as little market impact as possible. And they need to do it into duration. So they need futures. There's all these aspects of like the of the market formation that just didn't exist in Solana and or, or just in crypto in general. And our take on it was liquidity is just so fragmented that and and you have all these teams competing for it for, for such a small amount, like why not give a primitive that that teams can just focus on as opposed to needing to fight for liquidity or to find their own market makers or to create their own vaults or do it, you know, whatever, just have it there turnkey, very easy to plug in and focus in on building a DAP or building a protocol off of it that then you can go get users and focus, focus your energies on getting users, on creating great um, new interfaces and user experiences that uh, it, and, and really that's, that's where the rubber meets the road in crypto is like to, you know, you, you find, you find really good market fit um, at, you know, at the consumer level uh, it, it's, it's pay dirt, you know, it's, it, it's a huge, it, it's, it's a huge breakthrough. It's just, it's something that doesn't happen too often. And when it does, it's pretty magical. And so we just wanted to provide that, that infrastructure, which we had the expertise to do just from, our decades of experience in derivatives, in, you know, in, in traditional finance and then in, in crypto. And uh, so that kind of what gave us the, the idea to build it. And then, um, you know, kind of adding this, this layer of figuring out how to create a network out of it and create a sustainable network. It's kind of this next layer that got added and, um, and that's where we're at with it. Mm. Can we do a bit of, because um, I know a lot of our audience are complete apes and love to hear kind of talking stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like ape first research later. I think we might make some, some mugs, mugs about that. Um, but yeah, can you can you give us a like a high level hero token 101 and like value accrual to just a hero and then something that we'll be covering over the coming weeks as as you say as, as these projects come online that are building on top of hero there's an almighty flywheel coming and we can kind of start to unpick that with some of the projects that have been announced and things like that but we could start with like a hero 101 just to kind of bring people up to speed then we can kind of unpick and get, yeah. get stuck into the rest of it put it simply that the the use cases for hero and the network it, it um hxro is just a straight governance token um, but it, um, there, there is a staking component to the network, uh, that is a, um, is a V is a VE style staking. So, uh, it, you know, which is really kind of, um, mainly how it's getting used at the moment. Uh, staking is, so, uh, it has that, that lock slash boost element to it. So you can stake for as little as one week, all the way out to three years. And depending on how long you stake, there um, you're getting a stake weight boost. So uh, if you stake for one week, uh, you're not getting any boost. It's just the you know if you if it's a hundred thousand hero you have staked, then it is treated like a hundred thousand hero all the way out to if you stake if you lock your stake for three years, you're getting your stake weight plus three hundred percent. So it's like four x basically the about the the weight that you would normally get. And that will double as governance as things move to more of a DAO, uh, which is going to happen progressively over time here. Um, the 
the rewards that come off of it. So every single transaction fee in Hero Network that comes from all the dApps that are building from all the DEXs, every time there's a transaction, the network is taking a, a fee. 50% of all of those, um, of every dollar of fee that comes in is paid out to stakers straight away. That's kind of the first, and that may change over time, like with governance, people, you know, the, the community may decide to um, propose a different weighting, but for now, that's that's what it is. Uh, and you know, the nice thing about it is that it's it's actually um, predominantly in in like what everyone would call it real yield. It's uh, it's USDC mostly because the um, the brunt of the transactions that because the the fee is paid the the reward is is always denominated in the fee that the network receives and it doesn't convert anything. So um, you have uh, most of the transactions that are happening are in USDC. So you are actually in real time. So somebody comes to, you know, onto one of the dApps that come out of Open Hero and they, they buy a Bitcoin and they it costs them $20 uh, in, in fee, like in transaction fee. That $20 is immediately like um, half of it. So $10 of it is going straight to stakers pro rata. So if there was a hundred million hero staked and you were a million of it, you're 1% of that. And it's just every second it runs and it's, it just is, is paying out in real time unencumbered. So uh, that's that. The um, Also with the token, uh, it backs one-to-one -one, um, the reward token that's on Hero, which, uh, or, sorry, the, the Hero version. Like So anytime there's a reward paid out that is denominated in Hero, it's actually paid in um, something called ES Hero, which is kind of, you know, one that was taken from the GMX world, but um, it's it's an escrowed form of hero uh, that is always backed one to one. So uh, the way that works is ES hero. Uh, when you receive it, you can do two things with it. You can either stake it uh, just like you stake regular native hero, or you can um, claim it. And if you claim it, once you claim it, and you can't do both simultaneously. Once you claim it, um, it's it unlocks for you at one three hundred and sixty fifth per day for a year. So it kind of has this nice little, um, you know, it's paying out the reward, but it's got a little uh, throttle on it to prevent. Now it's really mostly done to prevent like kind of more mercenary. Um, and dump, yeah, yeah, like because the, the the hero, the network has you know, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit has. Um, daily liquidity incentives. So, um, you know, if you're connected into a hero dApp and you, any volume you trade, like you're getting credit for that volume and then every epoch it's gonna pay out um, and that gets paid in in ES Hero. Um, so that's like the portion of rewards that you receive in ES Hero. Uh, and um, that, uh, yeah. So, uh, and then the other, the other uh, thing that's being, it's actually just got implemented by the core team is that um, based on how much hero you have staked, it is giving you, um, once you hit certain levels, it gives your account a reduction in the base network fee. So it, mm. let's say that you're trading through um, Pepperdex, which is a, a new dApp that's kind of come to market in a few weeks here. Uh, Pepperdex, say, charges... Um, 
is going to charge to transact on there to take liquidity and to put a market order in or something uh, is like mm -hmm. five basis points. And um, so Pepperdex is going to be two and a half of that. The network's going to be two and a half of that. But what the network does, because at the end of the day, your wallet is connected into Dexterity via Pepperdex. Dexterity sees your wallet and says, oh, this wallet has X amount of hero bounded to it in staking. So that two and a half that we normally charge is only going to be one and a half or one. So you get, you're getting a nice, there's like a discount program that's now embedded in there as well. Um, you see, well, so you see that with like centralized exchange, like VIP tier and, and all that kind of shit. It's the same thing. It's just, it's just, again, at the network level and there's going to be some mm -hmm. cool things happening with, um, there's a lot of like this kind of B2B interplay that I'm sure we'll talk about also uh, mm -hmm. with like, you know, the, there's, it's, it's a big reason that, that dApps are going to start accumulating or are wanting to accumulate hero as well um, as a way to, because then um, in some instances they can actually drive down fees that they're passing through. And like, there's just, there's a lot of different opportunities that um, exist from it. So. Yeah, so so like base level there, just to kind of recap for anyone who's coming in a bit cold, Hero can stake for a max of three years, minimum one week. Obviously, you get the additional benefits of the boost of the three hundred percent for the longer duration. That's a kind of is that it's a linear scale, isn't it? For like one, two, it's, three years. It's linear. Yeah, once once you go out to, um, I think once you go out to one, like one year is is two x, and then yeah. it's just like linear straight up from there. Yeah. So, and then that is accruing um, all fees generated that from applications built on top of Hero, fifty percent taken, distributed, and then, as you say, per your stake weight. If you were to own ten percent of the pool, every fee that gets distributed, you'll get you're taking your ten percent share of that. Um, additionally, if you are operating on any of these apps as well, any volume incentives that you, any volume that you're trading through there, you're going to be getting paid out in ES Hero as well. So there's kind of a volume incentive there. And as I say, with the new implementation as well, if you do, I, if if Dexterity is picking up that you've got this large or even any any kind of stake weight in general, there will potentially be uh, a discount applied to the to the fee tier as well. So three. Yes, that's it. Basically, three three kind of incentivize parts even just at the effectively the middle there of here if just at the just at the, the uh, yeah if, just we haven't even gone to the applications yet and i think that's where you know like the stacked incentives concepts are going to come in um and you know what's you know what's really funny because yeah you know you know what's you know what's really funny about this is what you're starting to see now with canto doing it i know it's, it's, it's a slight variation on this canto doing it phantom are doing it and I can imagine there's going to be some EIPs in the future where applications that build on top of these networks are getting rewarded in a portion of the gas fees based on the smart contracts that are interacted with. So basically the way they're setting it up is incentivize developers to build great apps that get a lot of interaction, a lot of traction, and are quite gas intensive. And then a portion of those fees get sent towards the creators of those smart contract developers. This is kind of like, obviously it's not exactly the same, but if you think about Hero, if we used it as like an L2 analogy, no, it's not, but we'll stick with that. Yeah. Any application that is feeding in or is directing or generating revenue from that portion of those fees are going feeding back and then being distributed to stakers. So, and again, it's not just you're staking and getting paid out emissions 
which they were out there are some emissions, which are great. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of it, I I'll just like to happily just. They're very they're very controlled USDC emissions. Also. Yeah, they're yeah. very controlled emissions. It's it it will it's not a dominating part of of your rewards. So most of it is is going to be in USDC, Sol, things like that. Bonk and what? And like there's a yeah. <laughs> I've got some bonks out in mind now. What's the? Uh, is it the? Is it? Is it? How do you coin it? Is it the path to one trillion or, or something like how are the, how the emissions? Are yeah, the, it's it's like well, a vent based uh, um, control as opposed to just inflating for the sake of fucking inflating like some people do. It that that specific to the um, volume incentives so mm -hmm. uh like, the, like from trading you know, when you're trading into any dap that is connected into the network um it's it's a hundred sorry it's a thousand one billion notional value epochs so notional value <laughs> is like if bitcoin is at thirty thousand dollars and i bought one bitcoin perp that's thirty thousand dollars of notional volume and so uh it's it's a thousand one billion notional value epochs and once uh, so like once you hit epoch like the end of epoch one once there's a billion dollars traded it will release all the rewards and then just every epoch up and, i mean it's going to last years like it uh, yeah. you know, or, or at least until like you know as the market gets busier eventually like the network when it's doing you know doing the billion dollars a day of volume which is not you know it's it's a that's kind of like the target um you know, just kind of more along the lines of where, like, you'd see like DYDX or things like that, um, mm -hmm. just trading on it with their own. Like, not even like imagine having twenty DYDXs. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. albeit a little smaller <laughs> each, but like the collective is like, you know, it's a what, what's the saying? The sum of the parts greater than the whole, or something. Um, yeah. And uh, you, you're going to see that accelerate. So uh, it and. And it's very much, very, very much like we know, you know, and I say this on every podcast I'm on, um, like liquidity begets liquidity. Like it's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. It's just volume begets more volume. Liquidity begets liquidity. Activity gets more liquid. It's so reflexive. So once you start seeing it pick up, which it's starting, slowly starting to do, um, you, it just brings in more and more. And so that's that's kind of the play. Uh, yeah, that's... Um, that's, uh, that's what's happening on it. Yeah, because you've seen a lot of people that just had kind of traditional schedules that have just had their ass handed to them, particularly in the bear market. <laughs> Horribly. It, you know, it, it, look at it, and it, I think, you know, back to what you were saying, like, you're, I think you said they were, they're doing like the gas fee. Um, yeah, like the Canto. Uh, on, yeah. Yeah. The, the story for me, it, is all it has really always been this like community capitalism concept and, and like it it feels like the the you know where this industry is helping kind of the world evolve and and DeFi is helping the world evolve is that like i think the future of work there's going to be this like it's not like you go apply for a job and get a job it's not like you're an entrepreneur it's I am a part of a network that is like, that is allowing me to contribute to it. It doesn't care what I look like, what clothes I wear, where I live, uh, mostly, but obviously some jurisdictions that are off limits, but um, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, um, but uh, I can, can come to it, you know, 
anonymously, pseudo-anonymously contribute to it, participate in it, like can be a token holder and stake. I can, I can come and earn tokens and stake. And that is then going to produce rewards for me that are, that are, you know, real money at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. um, so I am being rewarded for the contribute, the positive contributions that I'm making to a network. And when there is a whole bunch of us, when there's thousands of people doing it simultaneously, like that to me is what DeFi is also about. Not just like not your keys, not your coins. Like it is also about the disintermediation of, of, a, um, of a protocol that allows people to come contribute to the network and collectively scale it. And I think it changes the way the world like looks at work. Like I think most people in crypto, like some people on the outside look at it and be like, oh, you do nothing. And it's like, well, no, I actually like sit at my desk for fucking 18 hours a day and I can, <laughs> I'm contributing. It, it even comes out, it goes all the way back to me to like, um, uh, like to mining wow gold, <laughs> you know, like there, there were like, I think when, when World of Warcraft came out, there were, there were like people that just professionally, like just mined wow gold all day and then they sold it. And like, it, that was like the early Genesis of all this. Right. It's, it, but this concept, it, it's community capitalism and it's best. And community capitalism is really like where you have, like take like a town and, and imagine a town where all of its economy like cycled back to the town and it basically had these flywheels that allowed the town to sustain itself public utilities to buying local to all these kind of elements that like that were our flywheels that allow the town to be self-sustaining and not have to rely on government or rely on a central party to manage it and i think that is so much like even though we are that hero network is focused on this liquidity for derivatives and for betting apps and all this stuff it it is a place where you can be a dap builder you can be a trader you can be a punter you can be a um just an engineer you can be somebody who is active in the community just because they're a you know just want to be a community participant you're a token holder whatever it is that you can come, you can contribute in some way. You you have your token stake. There are all these flywheels in there that are built in there that are designed to, as the wheels turn, everything is interconnected such that it becomes self-sustaining. And like, I think that's something that, especially in the Solana ecosystem, has been heavily missed. Hundred um, percent. I think you you see you see it so early in it, it's one of the greatest breakthroughs of like of DeFi and EVM chains and it shows its face as like these like financially engineered money games. And some of them like are total fucking Ponzi's, which sucks. But like when you, the concept to me of real yield is really just a regeneration of, of protocol revenues that are cycling back in useful ways back to the community such that it creates a flywheel that becomes, that allows the network to become self-sustaining. And mm -hmm. I think that is like, that is like my, high level thought of really what hero is and and the intricate designs of of how you know a user interacts with it how a builder interacts with it how a dap interacts with it and this to me is why token is so important and why 
you know, why um, protocol rab share is important, things like that. It's not for like, it, it's, it goes well beyond just like the basic thought of it. It is so much more for me that like, as things scale, it just becomes a machine that constantly turns and can turn on its own. Yeah, I think uh, I, I say it all the time, but I think there's probably you guys and I honestly struggle to, to kind of pick out another, not to kind of shit on other people, but I'm not, I honestly struggle to find out another kind of project that's fought to the, to the depth and to the extent that you guys have fought out with kind of just hero. And um, I've seen what Pepperdex have got coming out and that's yeah, just, awesome. that's a cut above the rest with regards to the apps that are on Solana. It's, it's, it's like nothing else that's ever been over there. And the, the, Standard so criticism awesome. that we hear is particularly in like Bachman's community and when we venturing out and speaking to people is when there's stuff over there that people can get their teeth stuck into and there are these kind of flywheels, it will just create stickiness inevitably because of a great product like that built on top of Hero with yeah. the tokenomics that they've kind of drummed up. It's you know, it just feels like a breath of fresh air and a kind of like revival of, of what oh man it should it should be you know yeah it's it's cre- it, it's actually bringing you know the solana um it, it just it got it so into its own lane um in kind of like the DeFi 1.0 movement and it it just it didn't evolve um it evolved from a tech perspective at at the solana level at the blockchain level um, but it didn't evolve from a DeFi perspective and it's, it really is like three gens behind EVM chains and, you know, how it shows its face in EVM chains isn't always great, but there are, there's so many elements of it that I think are so spot on that you know, we're just, we just have brought hero network community has just brought over those concepts and applied them into you know, into its own network in ways that like, um, that, that actually, you know, when you kind of add it all up, it's like magnitudes more powerful than anything I've seen even in, in EVM chains. And, um, I, I think there, you know, I think that look, look at, I was talking to a, a project, a founder in Solana the other day, and he, he was telling me about, you know, they're, they're trying to do more stuff with their token, which is great. And was talking about, um, uh, emissions and like he's like i you know he's like i just we're trying to figure out how to reward our our ecosystem without inflating our token and i'm like he thought about like your your protocols make a lot of revenue like he thought about (laughs) sharing some of it and he's like i know i never thought about sharing some of it and i was like look at if you're not thinking like that like are you you're you're still thinking like a like you're running a, a, a shareholder owned corporation. And that's not what this is. This is like this is for community by community. And mm-hmm. like that's that's how you really want to think about it. Because like your your biggest and best users, your biggest and best participants, your biggest and best builders need to be aligned. And they need to be rewarded for the, the contributions they're making because you're not giving them a paycheck. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's that's kind of mental, to be honest. <laughs> that's like <laughs> it's crazy. It, it, but that's how far. Like, it, it, I, mean, I remember, like, I was talking with um, with not, you know with the, actually the founder of Badger, um, and oh yeah, uh, yep. uh, you know, a few months ago, and he 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 pointed out to me too. He was just like, it's just when I dig into the Sony ecosystem, it's just like they're still they're still like in the Uniswap phase in many ways of like where like the uni ave phase like early days token not needed (laughs) token not needed so now there's some projects that are starting to do tokens on solana that um or or at least they're talking about them and and i I don't know to the extent of what how they're thinking about their token economics but Mm -hmm. um but at least they're doing tokens and like you know outside of just here like nobody definitely nobody is doing anything close to what how we're thinking about it at this point uh, or you know how hero is is set up um you know which, which far and away has the most powerful flywheels in it and you know and I, i'm saying this from experience of like multiple years being you know being a, a fairly aggressive DeFi user uh in the <laughs> evm world you know while, while i still build on solana but um yeah but i think i think it i think it's a really good time because the solana narrative also is definitely like the ship's turning in a good way and mm-hmm. um, I think it's you know it's going to bring a lot of attention and kind of allow Hero Network to really publicly get out there with what it's doing, um, not not be stuck so much in the Solana echo chamber, and uh, you know and, and really show people where this opportunity is, um, mm-hmm. which is which is really cool. So, can we can we dig deep into a couple of the apps because and i'd like to see like as much as we can get into effectively and maybe if we could start with pepperdex obviously the announcement yesterday day yeah. one of the days yeah yeah I think, uh, two days ago so um pepperdex is a is is a perp dex perp and expiring futures dex that's built on top of hero network uh it is um the DEX itself is going to roll out in about, uh, I think, four or five weeks from now, is my understanding. Um, it's going to go live, and they're they're just like kind of in their community build up mode and coming out party. Um, and uh, they are they do have a token. It's called the Pep token. Um, they are introducing a whole other level of incentives and rewards that really cool. Um, they're so they are full value accrual as well. So like even on top of hero. So when you're on Pepperdex, when you're on Pepperdex, you're actually on hero network, but you're also on Pepperdex. <laughs> Pepperdex is like the layer is the, is the Dex that, um, that you're basically trading into dexterity, uh, through. And so, um, they're set up. So, I th- so of their fees that are being taken, um, they're like, it's like 30% is going to LPs of the PEP, USDC PEP soul vaults. Uh, 20% of the fees are going back to stake to Pepper stakers. Um, they have a really cool rewards uh, uh, concept that, it, that I think was taken really from the tapioca um, concepts, which I know you guys are, you know, have been a big part of um, with, they're introducing something called OPEP. And um, the way OPEP works, so OPEP is their reward token that you will receive. Um, there's some 
some OPEP emissions going towards being an LP in the um, in the PEP token vaults, and then uh, other another set of OPEP emissions slash rewards are going to um, for volume incentives. So let's just take the volume incentives for a second. This is this is something cool that we can circle back uh, to like how how that would work with Hero. So imagine that you're trading through Pepperdex. You're an active trader. You are going to earn your when you connect your wallet. You're connecting into Pepperdex, which your wallet is connecting Pepperdex, which is really connecting into Dexterity, which into Hero Network. And so anything that you do through Pepperdex. You're not only getting Pepperdex rewards, you're also earning hero rewards as well. So making a, that same one Bitcoin of perp that you bought on Pepperdex, uh, you are now getting OPEP, plus you're going to earn your share of ES hero. So what does that allow you to do now? Now you can take that, you can take that OPEP and I'll explain what you, how you convert OPEP in a second. But now you have OPEP, which you can convert to regular pepper. And then with that pepper, you can stake it or you can sell it or you can um, put it in a vault. And, you know, if you stake it or put it in the vault, you're going to start earning your pro rata share of Pepperdex protocol revenue. And so and with the ES Hero, as we already discussed, you can take the ES Hero and stake it and... <laughs> Also, and paid, or share. paid from all angles. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting paid from all angles. It's just like it is. It's it's incentives squared. You know, it's um, and that that is the uh, that's the play. So um, it it's pretty exciting to see this like stacked incentives concept. Found you know when you're trading, you think about it from a rewards perspective, like your rewards basically have just doubled for for transacting on. Um, you know, on a hero powered um, DAP, which is really cool. So, mm -hmm. you know, I said that one of the rewards that you earn on Pepper is OPEP. And um, the way OPEP works is OPEP's an option token. So um, it basically has a 90 day term on it. So, you, you know, you, you traded or you have earned it from emissions by providing liquidity in, you know, as an LP in the, in the PEP USDC or PEP Soul Vault, um, you've earned OPEP. You have 90 days to convert it. And the way the conversion works, and this is something, again, that is a super powerful flywheel, both for Pepper and for Hero, is that Pepper, um, you can convert the OPEP at a 50% discount to whatever the current Oracle price is of Pepper. Um, so you have, and then you actually, the way that the Pepper, team or the pepper treasury or community has decided to do this is you don't you don't use um, usdc or soul to convert it you actually use hero and so you convert the opep to regular pepper and you basically pay for the conversion with hxro now why would they do that they're doing it because the pepper treasury as a as an application that's building to Hero Network has a goal of accumulating as much Hero as it as it can. And why is it doing that? It's doing it because it's going to take that Hero and max stake it to the network. 
So now you as a user have given them hero, you got pep back, you went and staked your pepper or you went and put it in a vault or you did whatever with it. They're taking the hero and staking it to hero network, which remember when you stake to hero network and you max stake it, you get your base weight plus 300%. They're accumulating that because now it's also giving them, it does two things for them. One is it's, they're now receiving just like any hero staker, the network reward. So they're receiving USDC and bonk and so whatever back to their treasury, which is increasing their protocol revenue, their overall network revenue for just for Pepper. And then they're going to take that and pass it through to their stakers as additional rewards. So they're they're just compounding or junk or you know boosting their staking yields by through the property of staking hero which they're doing which they're accumulating one by through the opep conversion because they're because they make everyone stake with the or convert the the opep with hero and then also separately they're taking five percent of their protocol revenue and they're buying hero off the market and um as well and um max staking that and so that concept which for obvious reasons I, I love, but, um, you know, just philosophical reasons. It, it, to me, it, it's very much analogous to like how convex built to curve or aura did to balancer or like, um, I think like, is it like lit or bunny, you know, it's done mm -hmm. with Uniswap, like where over time, like there, you're going to get this interesting kind of game that's going to happen between dApps that are building to the network that are going to be accumulating stake weight in the network as aggressively as possible. Number one, because they're going to want to use that as things start moving towards DAO-based governance and voting and, and you know proposal voting, that they're going to want to use that to start shifting or, or trying to propose things that maybe benefit their, um, their protocol like their, uh, their DAP more or their community more. Uh, and also it's just getting a bigger and bigger share of the hero network rewards, which you, when you think like from their perspective, it's just, it's got this like huge alignment such that these DAPs are, you know, wanting to get as much trading going as possible because obviously that's all spinning back into rewards, which is causing, causing their users to, get them more hero through the conversions and things like that. And it's just, it's this like massively powerful flywheel that, and then for the hero network, they, it loves it because it, it allows like further disintermediation of the network, which like the, the network and the foundation's goal is to obviously progressively decentralize this. And you, know, you want all of these dApps, we want these dApps to become the largest holders of the network over time and then, and their users. And like, and that to me is like a sign that we've hit, you know, we've hit some level of, of real disintermediation or, you know, decentralization in the network. Um, but yeah, yeah. That, that's that's basically how that, that Pepper flywheel works and pretty damn powerful, pretty excited about it. I, I said to you, you the other day after this got kind of announced, I was like, obviously the first iteration of this kind of like curve wars or whatever people 
like that kind of gimmick that people call it. But protocols trying yeah. to absorb as much curve as physically possible to have their own kind of stake weight and obviously the, the revenue generated from that. But they're all very, very one-dimensional in the sense where they provide you with a liquid wrapper for a durate, like for an indefinite lockup of CRV. And you get a bit boosted yield that's paid out in an in additional governance token. And we all know kind of how those things go. Yep. But with this, like immediately where my mind went was they've got this, they've got a sim, similar sort of concept, but they're using a completely different mechanism and a totally different product to accumulate a hero to then obviously max stake it and then earn very, very liquid tokens within USD and US, uh, USDC and SOL. Yeah. And yeah. it's so it's like you, so they're, they're they're approaching it from an expiring futures and perps decks. And then you like we've obviously got Flowmatic and you've got all these others that are coming online that are potentially yeah. going to do the same thing. But it's the issue with what I see with Convex and there's like Bent Finance and all these, they're just one of the same. So it's the same product doing the same thing. So it's a race to the bottom of who can print the most fees to give the boost into rewards to absorb the most CRV. These are individual... Right, which is products. kind of the sole purpose of those things. They're not actual, like... Yeah. The, the, they, well, yeah. They, they lack yeah. a little substantive. Yeah. Yeah, so if you if you put a product on, that could stand on its own two feet on top of that as well, that's when it that's when it really, really gets interesting for me. Um, and for, the, for them acquiring heroes, well, from a selfish perspective, no one wants to be sat on a treasury of 100% of their own token. That's of no use to anyone. Treasury diversification strategies are pretty poor if i'm completely honest and it doesn't really look good if you're selling tokens on the market to keep yourselves afloat so they can stake yep. hero and fees from the rest of the ecosystem that's adjacent or around it as well or and sol usdc and all the other settlement tokens and, and then you're participating in you're basically participating in a share of everybody in the network's activity so every it's it's a true network you like i part of me you know like you have Pepper decks, you have this other decks, you have Aram decks, or you have Flomatic, which I, I want to talk about Flomatic too, um, because they're doing some really cool stuff. Uh, you, you may think initially that you're competing, but you're not. You're actually, everybody is like kind of on the same team. And it is truly like a rising tide lifts all boats, because if you have one dex that really crushes it, and you are, your, your team, your treasury is staking hero, you're going to participate in the in the rewards that come off of that. It's it's truly an incredibly powerful flywheel as it gets turning. Um, is competitive a word, or have I just made that up? Uh, is what? Competitive. No, I, I, I like it. I think I think that might need to be a new block made term. That's a hero term. That's a I think for hero we got to call it competitive. <laughs> perfect i love that that's awesome so um what's so what's format what's happening for mike because i know um yeah we've been following it for a while as soon as it kind of the logos started getting dotted around on the <laughs> on the, on they, the they're, theme, they're a but... super super solid team um and they originally built this really cool front end um like ui called uh that they call terminal it actually, mm. it's it's kind of fun. It's like a it's like a little bit of a throwback, like for you know the Gen Xer in me that was trading on a desk, you know, twenty years ago. Um, 
like it, it has this kind of like ASIC old ASIC green screen feel to it um, where all of the trading, all of the commands on it are text-based. So um, it, you like, when you want to pull a chart up, you just type chart. When you want to pull a market up, you just type like, you know, just type the symbol up. When you want to put an order in, you just type bid and like, they're going to, they're doing things like that and adding hotkeys. And it's actually a remarkably great UX, um, which is cool. But to me, that's not the, it like, it definitely is like a, a, another unique way of interacting with the market. Um, but I think where they are going to be the most powerful and where like the greatest opportunity with Flowmatic is, is they have built um, even the V1 of this, uh, a, a really, really robust API. And um, so what that allows you to, oh, there it is, cool. Um, what it allows you to do is it allows builders to come and basically not have to interact with the complexities of an SDK. Um, it just it's just a straight TypeScript API right now that you can make real simple commands to to build automated trading strategies to do all these cool things with it. And like what that is going to end up being um, is probably like the main API on Hero Network. Let's say I want you to film me. Um, and um, and yeah, so <laughs> you, you, you think like from a volume perspective, like the largest, in, in any type of market, the largest, most active volume comes from automated trading. And most automated trading is connecting via APIs or SDKs. And um, there, that API is going to power a lot of automated trading systems. It's also going to power other DAFs that are in the network. And Flowmatic is going to think of it just as a little toll booth. It's just going to earn a little rip of, of every transaction that comes through that API. And so like, even like um, uh, Yolo Nolo, which we can talk about in a second too, uh, they're launching Nolo perps um, that Nolo perps the whole build is powered by the Flomatic API, actually. So every transaction uh, that's going to come from every Discord bot user from Novo Perps, um, Flomatic is going to take a little rip of. The other thing that they're doing off of that is, and one of the features that they have is they they're building all these kind of like cool advanced order types. Like they're basically building libraries that can be easily accessed through this API as well. Um, so things like TWAPs and bracket orders and take profits and chart-based trading, like just a lot of the things that that make trading like kind of set it and forget it a lot easier to interact with. So they're going to make those things like that, that advanced order type package available to other dApps in the hero ecosystem. So take Pepperdex, for example. Pepperdex is going to have advanced order types that are going to be powered by Flomatic. Mm. So when you when you're on Pepperdex and you go to a drop-down menu and you want to put a, a TWAP order in to say, hey, buy me like 0.01 Bitcoin per every minute for the next two hours. And um, there what will happen then is that order. Although you're doing it through Pepperdex, like Pepperdex gets its you know its fee, and then Flomatic is going to get a little 
piece of that fee as well because you just routed the order. Remember, like from all these dApps, they're all they're all on top of Dexterity. They're all on top of Heroes Protocol. So these dApps are just different gateways into transacting into the same pools because it's all shared mm -hmm. liquidity, shared order books, right? You don't have this bifurcation. Flowmatics order book and uh, Pepperdex's order book are the same order book. It's all shared liquidity. That's that's the power of the network of like the compounding mm -hmm. effects. So Flowmatics can have all its users using API, its API using terminal, using advanced order types. They're going to be doing these um, like in their V2. They're going to be doing all these vaults where you're just like they're going to have automated strategies that you can just like um, you know put USDC in and let it run. Like they're doing some cool shit and um, again all shared order books because it's all just they're all just skins of dexter built on top of dexterity and so this like flowmatic while it, it has terminal this api and the libraries and the api and the things that it's doing are going to be allow it allow it to compose with all these other dApps in the network as well whoever wants to use them and so yeah. i see that becoming such a powerful um oh, God, uh, yeah. protocol because it's it just it's going to become this little toll booth we're just collecting fees now and then their incentives and their token and everything is going to be very similar to how i think they're doing setting it up similar to how um pepperdex is so they're going to have an option mm. token for rewards they are going to be cycling back protocol revenue back to their stakers and to their token holders um as well and uh like this is a cool this is something that i was thinking of the other day that was like kind of crazy like, so if i go to pepperdex and I put an order in through Pepperdex, and I and when they let's say when they implement Flomatics advanced order types into Pepperdex, and I, like I put a TWAP order in to buy you know a hundred thousand dollars notion of of Bitcoin perp, I now am getting Pepperdex incentive, Flomatic incentive, and Hero incentive all in one trade. <laughs> pretty sick actually <laughs> right yeah, so this well, is like the people, way around like, people go to where the incentives are don't they so yeah like the, so now off the same, yeah the same dollar of risk that i'm putting up is you know and also like hero network because the the margining system is pretty badass like you're you're getting you know to, to buy a hundred thousand dollars worth of bitcoin i think it is like I mean, you got to post like eight grand of margin or something. It's not, it's not much. Um, and so there, I mean, obviously it depends on volatility or not, but, but there is a, like you think about, okay, I just posted, I had to post $10,000 of margin on this position. I just earned X amount of rewards. Like my, my true yield off of trading, like on a per dollar basis is insane. Um, and so, like, as a as a trader, and you know, as just somebody who's thinking about this from a financial perspective and opportunity perspective, it just would make sense that I want to go to where I'm going to get the best rewards, and also like, and so this is such an interesting way to to approach it and think about it. And you're getting composability in the network, and it's all it's these these incentive flywheels are all so aligned for everybody to work harmoniously and, and and work to build hero and it again like it accrues to each one of these dApps but it also all of it from all dApps accrues back to hero network so 
Yeah, I'll be sitting. I'll be sitting at the bottom, just collecting all the fees from absolutely everyone that comes across. <laughs> I would love. I would love to see a day when there's, you know, like very soon where you have like, you know, good holders that. Again, this goes back to this concept of like community capitalism, right? Where, like, it's not socialism. It's not like, oh, I'm going to come here and work for a fixed cost, and and it's gonna all the money's going to flow up to one person, which is really how socialism works at the end of the day, even though it's <laughs> not. Um, it's community capitalism where like I have contributed to this network in one of the many ways that I can contribute. And I've, and my contributions are, should benefit me as the individual and the, the bigger contribution that I can make, the more I should be rewarded. But everything that I'm doing is also positively impacting everybody else and the network. Mm-hmm. And ultimately that to me is what, community capitalism is all about. And when you get enough of that turning, it you should really capture network effects and really scale. Yeah, 100%. Um, can we talk? You'll know, are you okay for time, by the way? I don't, I don't yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I got a few minutes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Yolo Nolo. I... Yolo Nolo is awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> Yolo Nolo, Yolo Nolo is kick-ass. <laughs> just the back, the, the, the back story, it spun up out basically out of nowhere. Um, they, they built a um, they actually built a Discord server bot um, that, like the the basis of it is that it's um, it's text it's command based trading. Um, they, they basically did what Unibot has done in the swaps market, um, but for they did it originally for pair mutuals. So like basically, you can go into a Discord server that downloads it. So I know like Blockmates has it um, embedded, and you can. If you have it, if you have an account on there, you can just like type forward slash YOLO or or forwards. I forget what the commands are, but um, it'll yeah, allow you to do a few YOLO things. and then end the amount. Yeah, and then like you can, which basically would allow you to like say, okay, Bitcoin in the next five minutes, if it closes higher, then like if the candle closes higher than where it opens in the upcoming five minute candle, then you'll win your pro rata share of whatever the pool is. And, um, and then they have the same thing for down, right? Like just like straight up, this is like old school moon wrecked style paramutual. Pretty cool. So good. And they, the original genesis of it is that they built it um, as this embedded tech for these paramutuals. And, um, and then they launched a, a, a token that like initially was like thought of as a meme coin, um, that, which was the YOLO token. That, and it was launched on SPL, like on Solana. Um, and it, you know, it, it took off. It did, it, for, for Solana being like in the doldrums at that moment, it, it, it didn't do too bad. Um, so now that they kind of got themselves out of the gate with it, they're evolving it. And how are they evolving it? Number one is they are now launching, which I think is going to go live in a couple of weeks, um, something called Nolo Perps. And so what Nolo Perps is, is basically it's the same thing as the Yolo Nolo bot, except it's, um, it's for perpetual futures trading. So you're going to be able to go into Blockmates, for example, and um, who would have the Nolo Perps in their embedded uh, Yolo Nolo tech. And you have your account set up. You can literally hit forward slash, you know, buy BTC, whatever, whatever command it, it allows you to do. And it's it will let you trade perpetuals straight in the bot, straight in the Discord server. 
So imagine what happens when you have a trading, like it, what I love about it is it kind of like reinvents this trading pit concept um, that like you, you get a room full of traders that like all do this together. It It is fucking magical what happens when you have a trading room and like you have something like a perp in the middle of it. And, you know, a lot of like, even back in the old days, in, it, like when like uh, Bitfinex was like a big trading platform, like 2012, 2013 Bitcoin days, uh, even up to like 2016, 2017, there was this thing called TeamSpeak that like a lot of these OG traders all would get on this TeamSpeak together and <laughs> and um, and trade perps on uh, on BitMEX and on Bitfinex and whatnot. And like it became legendary what happened there. And like I know it from personal experience, not from TeamSpeak, but from like when I was, you know, I was trading live and I was trading off the floor, like if you've ever traded on a trading floor and you're, you're like, in a, you're on it, like you're either on a desk with like a hundred other, it's like the biggest like locker room you could ever be in the hundred, hundred other traders <laughs> there, but you feed off each other's energy too. It's really cool. Yeah. Right. And um, it, there's something magical that happens when that works. And now you, with Nolo Perps, you have this embedded technology that will allow you to transact there. So one of the things that they're doing also, that was like a, um, a, a, it's somewhat of a right turn, but I, I, I'm going to be so interested to see how it plays out. Um, and, and I'm, I'm hyper, hyper, I'm always already hyper bullish on it, but like I'm hyper bullish on this is that they're converting their YOLO token. So they, they had this YOLO token. They, that was like very memeish that was on Solana. That's on Solana. Um, they minted like 8.8 .8 trillion or something crazy like that. And um, I think kind of caught like some of the meme coin moment, but the reality is that the coin itself actually had accrual value to it. So it really wasn't a meme coin. Um, it actually had use case and purpose, very much like Unibot. It's almost like identical to Unibot. And so what they actually decided to do, um, and, and some of this is the fact that like from their take, which is which is not incorrect, is that the size of the of kind of the DGEN trader token market in Ethereum is just like the the end of the day. It's still you know hundreds of times larger than it is currently in Solana. Not to say that Solana isn't trending up because it is, and that's exciting. But the cold blooded facts are that the Ethereum world is just like massive right now, right? And so what they're doing is they actually have pivoted their token, so they're they're converting. If you're a Yolo holder, you're you can go to Yolo number four nolo.xyz there's a page up you can you can block your yolo there and in i think on july 20th um they're going to convert it and you're going to you're, you're going to they're going to convert it to a, the nolo token and why they didn't use yolo bottom line this is another reason they wanted to change uh from my understanding is that is that on on ethereum there was like multiple hey, yolo, YOLO yeah. And, and they were all rugs, right? And so <laughs> it wasn't help. Like the, you have this project that actually is trying to do something interesting and useful. And then you have these fucking rugs that are using the same, the same uh, symbol. Take it was it. not good. So they switched it to NOLO. And um, you, so you're going to commit your, your YOLO now. And then you're going to get NOLO. So you commit your YOLO on SPL. Basically, you're like turning it in. And then you're going to get Nolo on Ethereum ERC twenty, and they they totally changed the token up. Like it went from like having eight point eight trillion to 
4.4 million. And yeah. Nolo is going to, you know, I keep using the Unibot analogy, but it, I set it up very similar. So um, there is a, there is a buy tax and a sell tax when you trade, um, when you trade Nolo, uh, when you're going to trade it like on Uniswap or whatever, wherever it's going to trade um, that, that tax, like a big chunk of it, I think half of it goes to LPs straight away, like to people that are, uh, to wallets that are LPing um, the YOLO USDC, YOLO ETH crosses, um, or sorry, NOLO USDC, NOLO uh, ETH crosses. Uh, you'll also um, have a percentage of the protocol revenue. So I think like, I think something like four BIPs of like a 25 BIP um, transaction fee is going to, it goes to LPs. And then if you're a NOLO holder, um, you'll be able to drop your tokens in like a real simple staking. It doesn't have like lockups and stuff like that, but, but it, um, it will, you'll earn protocol revenues. You're gonna earn a significant amount. Like again, like almost all the fees, except for like a small amount that's going to the treasury to build treasury up uh, is going to, from the, the buy and sell tax on the NOLO token plus the, perps which the perps are still trading on solana which will be interesting so you have it the tech kind of works with how phantom set up now though with you you, you can have your ethereum address totally. and solana address all under one ui and and look at this look i found this this morning right look and if people think these this code and telegram bots are just like another flash in the pan if you have a look at this is DeFi Llama. So Unibot is currently number 10 on 24-hour daily revenue, around 87K. Um, yep. That's more than G that's more than GMX yesterday. And this is only spot trading. It's more Dude, than that, Avalanche. It's more thing. than Avalanche. <laughs> and, they, like, and they have a massive buy tax and sell tax too, right? Yeah. Uh, like that, that's, where the, that's where those fees are coming from. People, like It's amazing to see. And it's it definitely is a new trend. Like, Yolo Nolo is so on it. it. Like I will share one alpha, is that there's a bonus right now to buy Yolo, or sorry, to turn your Yolo in and lock it early. So like it started two days ago when they opened the lock at like ten percent. So like when you when you convert, if you locked, um, if you locked two days ago, you would you're gonna get your your conversion amount plus a ten percent Nolo bonus. On the Ethereum, when you're on on the ERC twenty side, and then it was like nine percent yesterday, eight percent today, seven six all the way down to the last day, and then I think they're going to keep it open for like thirty days to convert, but you won't get a bonus. But mm -hmm. the little alpha drop is if you buy Yolo now and then convert it, you're going to get the bonus, but you also are not paying um like if you want to own nolo you're not paying the, the tax mm -hmm. so it's like worth it now to just buy buy as much yolo as you can convert it get the bonus and then you'll be trading nolo you'll you'll have nolo on the other side without without paying the four point so you get a boost and then you save effectively as opposed to just buying you get the boost, plus you save yeah you save some you save a few shekels too so it's double, double yeah 
And then, and then they're going to launch like they're, I think day one, they're going to have the LP up. And then I think within a, you know, a, a week or so, hopefully they're going to have the, the staking up um, where you'd be able to just like commit it. You know, the, the best reference point is, is really Unibot. Like they, they are really following, it's not a clone, but it's um, a, a lot of, you know, what, like it ain't broke. Don't fix it. You know, mm. a lot of things Unibot is the difference is that it's derivatives. It's it's perps, not um, not swaps. Yet I can imagine that they're going to move into swaps eventually, but um, because I, you know, I think that I can see that just being an obvious evolution. But look, the perps market's bigger than the swaps market by by a huge magnitude. So, <laughs> and what's more degen than punting perps? In Discord, in Discord, while you're giving things, giving shit <laughs> with Discord while you're while you're while you're trolling people that are getting rents. Yes, exactly. So, really cool. And, and again, like all of it's powered by hero network and, and just back to the hero flywheel, like, um, of that, of that transaction fee, like I think 6.1 bips. I think that's what I saw on the thing yesterday, um, is going to hero network. So every single transaction again, from no low perps and from, YOLO NOLO's up down thing, like all going back to Hero Network. You're a hero holder, you're staking hero, you're getting a share of that pro rata share of that fee. And that'll be in USDC. That'll be in USDC. Mm-hmm. And that's only three that we've covered. That's only three. The, There's a lot hours. more there. <laughs> that's only three. I, you know, I, I think they're just with the way that they're evolving, like very going to be the ones that are going to like lead the charge out of the gate here. There are a couple of uh, new grant recipients that are coming that are doing some cool stuff. Like there's one called SpedX that isn't live yet. SpedX is like, is combining heroes order books with like a GMX style uh, B book vault, which will be really cool. Um, there is a, a mobile app that like, you know, that is building to hero network um, that uh, is like, I think there's a great story there because like web three hasn't had really had its mobile moment yet. Like, no. and I think that th- this team, very, very experienced group of engineers are like, are wonderfully positioned to, to actually make that happen. Um, I'm, I'm in, and- I'm in Asia now and everyone's, Mobile first, everyone. Yeah, no, no one operates on a computer. You totally, yeah, and and like I think the best that we've seen is like, I mean, I think like on Salon with like backpack and stuff, like you probably start to see some cool things happening. But but mobile first is definitely where it's at, and they're building it for it's you know it's on Solana, but it's not just like the Solana Saga phone. It's it's for and it's for all Android, um, which is cool. Uh, and then like you know like we didn't even talk about the paramutual side like. The last thing I'll say just for the network, like there, there's a BD team. There's a team, a new gaming studio called BitBlocks that just came to life. Um, it was actually derived out of uh, the biz dev team that came from a, a betting uh, a betting platform called Stratagem that, that ended up getting sold a couple years back. And actually they came into Hero and like we're working on Iconic and some things like that. And They've really spent the last year building up um, 
building up relationships with with gaming operators. So like an operator, the way the gaming market works, like an, an operator is would be somebody like Rollbit. Hmm. And Rollbit may have some of their own games or some of their own things in there, but most of what they have on there is um, con- just content. It just licensed content from like, you know, from gaming studios. Hmm. And what Bitblocks is doing is building, they've built games that are built into hero network protocols. So like they utilize the, oh, the paramutual protocol so far, like they've built their own versions of like Moonrack, like up down games and different offshoots of that. Um, they're building some stuff against the derivatives, against dexterity. They're building some other stuff against uh, there's, there's going to be a new protocol. That's going to be kind of like a, a more of a probabilities protocol, like a zero 100 style protocol that is going to go into the network um, in a few months. They're, they're going to build some things against that, but they actually have right now seven MOUs, like seven agreements that of which um, two of them are, are um, on the verge of going live right now that um, with operators and like one affiliate who actually is like the largest, it's the largest affiliate for Betfair in Asia. And um, there he's pushing, they basically set up their own whitelist. It's a platform called 166-bit, a a white label of Iconic that is plugged into Hero Network that is going, that is imminently going live. And that's all like, the, the, the perp stuff's fucking awesome. It's all I talk about, but the paramutual is like thing in the gaming space. Like these guys went, had basically been going to these operators and operators know they need to get to web three. And like the only extent of, of, of kind of web three style gaming in, um, in that traditional iGaming gaming space has really been like how crash games have evolved like bust a bit and it's become like the hottest thing there. And so they, they think, and, and this is like through real like testing that there That's is the going to be a big push on these paramutual, on these up down, these like short term up down games, like the paramutual, like what, what hero started as five years ago with moon Rat. Um, and <laughs> they're, they are this content slash gaming studios building different, types of versions of that and now putting these where they're going to be embedded widgets um, on platforms like it, it's not going to be it's not on roll bit yet I'd love to see it there eventually but um, but similar type of platforms Betcoin, things like like other some other ones that are going live that you're going to see you know you're going to see real dealer blackjack you're going to see crash games you're going to see roller coaster and then you're going to see like you know up down or some other version of it that they're launching and all of that. So what's cool there is like, this is now a web two front end that's feeding into hero network, that's which cool. is obviously yeah. web three. And it's these, these entities, they already have massive amounts like that affiliate, that Betfair affiliate. I think they, their affiliate list was like close to 3 million users. Sure. And, you know, mostly like Asia pack um, uh, and, you know, Eastern Europe, places like that. So, like, I think that even capturing a small percentage of that, you're going to see such a significant boost in network volume and transaction activity, like almost like overnight. It's going to, and it's, it, it, you know, I guess maybe call it a little bit of an alpha drop, but it, 
it's imminently going live. So, um, and again, all going to feed back into the network and to state token holders and value accrual. And this is how it's supposed to go. So um, pretty exciting. I know it's a lot, it's a lot to download. I'm excited because I'm that's, for like you asked what we were doing at the Geo Network years. beginning of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is what the eight years has felt like. And um, <laughs> look, man, you can't. Well, yeah, yeah we, like it's been, it's been, a, it's been a grind, and and uh, doing it in bear market, you know, it's always, always makes it rougher. This is not the first time I built. We built the genesis of Hero in, in the bear market of 2018, 2019, and it. Um, this one was arguably more stressful, I think, because we didn't know what we had at the time. <laughs> uh, and now we do. Um, and also dealing with like the kind of the the, um, the gusts of wind pushing against us on, uh, with Solana and like the FTX stuff. But that all being, you know, behind us now, and the sky is definitely, definitely opening. And, you know, I think everything that I just talked through is pretty much most of what we've been doing here. So uh, it's all, gonna it's all very well, po- as very well positioned as well. Exactly. I said before we jumped on, like jumped on and start recording it. It's like, it just feels like it's, it's all just slowly slotted into place. And it's just a, a strange coincidence that Solana seems to be, you know, on the uptick as well, whilst these things yeah. are just nearing into, coming online so it's you know I, I can imagine you to like things to be have came a little bit earlier but sometimes things happen like this for, for kind of a reason and everything seems to have aligned properly so it's always it's like the best trading advice or business advice I can give anyone when you know you have something when and you're stuck building or like when you're in a trade and like your gut especially if you have experience because when you don't, it's it's hard for you to understand what that emotion is. But when you're going to bed in cold sweats and like going like, oh my God, is this gonna is this is this gonna be am I dead here? Or like, is this ever gonna <laughs> is this ever this is never gonna turn around? Like at that moment, double down. Yeah. At that moment is when is when you really need to double down because you it is almost always the bottom. And the reason it's the bottom is like that same psychological pain that you're dealing with. Everybody else is dealing with it too. And Mm -hmm. there is a lot of people, most people can't manage that or deal with it. And most people aren't sociopathic founders that like don't, that like have somehow managed to like block that emotion out or like wipe it under, sweep it under the rug. But when it can't get, when it gets really hard, is is I think when you when you it's really time to double down. That's the blood in the streets moment. And mm-hmm. um, and look, you just saw it. You saw it with Solana. You saw it with yeah. like everything. You, you as a founder with Blockmates, I'm sure you went. You guys had moments where you're like, "Are we fucking yeah, crazy for we, what we're doing here?" I but thought like, we were absolutely fucked at one point. <laughs> man, it's it's, it's, it's always the moment. It's always the moment. It's it, not, nothing. Nothing happens in a straight line, and you know people will look back on it and be like, oh God, this thing came up overnight. And you're like, well, no, this is like, been, it's taken years off my life and years off of every, a lot of, a lot of hard working people and a lot of people that like invested into, you know, into the long-term growth of this. And I think that's, I think we're in that, at that inflection point right now. 
Mm. Makes the victory a little bit more sweeter when it inevitably comes off, I think. Yeah. You get to go sleep for a little bit and then actually you don't because then when it's like jamming you then you don't then you don't want to go to you sleep. You don't want it to, yeah, you definitely don't want to go to sleep. <laughs> vicious like vicious fucking cycle, man. Not for the faint of heart. But but we're here and it's it's exciting to see and and you know, I, I'm I just love seeing other teams come in and kind of take the reins and like they're thinking about the things that we're thinking about and thinking about interesting ways to apply it, like you know, what Pepper Decks is doing, Flowmatic, and um, and you know, we've we've definitely dedicated a ton of time to to putting Hero on that path. And um, you know, we've seen it prove out in EVM chains and it's just like this is the time for Hero now and uh, I'm excited to see it um, do its thing. Likewise. All right. Gunny, thanks very much. Um, I'm sure we've cool. probably got another 25 protocols that I'll be building on top of Hero to cover in the next couple of months. So I'll have to do it again soon. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, we'll any, stay on it for sure. Anyone who's, yeah, anyone who's listening, um, by the time you listen to this, there will be an article that's explained a little bit of what we just talked about in detail. Um, the title might not be suitable to open at work, so just check that one out on, on the website. <laughs> in classic, classic Blockmates fashion. <laughs> but yeah, good. Thanks a lot, mate. And um, take it easy, everyone. See you later. Thanks, buddy.